tuned in to Vocalo Radio 91.1 FM, your favorite Chicago urban alternative radio station. I'm your host, Biko, and that preview you just heard right there, that was from London singer-songwriter and bassist known as Shingy. She released that single, Echoes of You, on her debut solo project, Too Bold. And today I was bold enough to catch up with Shingy and get her on the line from Chicago to London. How you doing? I'm good, Biko. What's good? What's good today? What's good? Hi, hey, Chicago. Your accent is everything. I love it. I love it. Thank you. I love yours as well. I love it. I love hearing all the different accents that, you know, actually, especially when you meet people, people of color across the world. Yeah, it's really, it is really, really beautiful. I mean, speaking of, of being across the world, you're all the way in London. Uh, you have some Bantu background in you, some Zimbabwean in you. Like, you know, break down being a part of different cultures before we actually get into the music side of things. Okay, that's a really good place to start because actually, like, um, my cultural foundations actually, I feel like, bring a lot of fire and energy to um, just to like my the spectrum of my music taste, you know, and why I love music. So, first of all, I'm what I would call a Bantu remix. So, um, that is being of a Zimbabwean. Malawi and Mozambique heritage you see that part of Africa um before you know before um certain people came and chopped it up mm-hmm. we were all just different clans and different families and different ancient empires so you know um those three nations are still quite new obviously Zimbabwe being you know made um Zimbabwe from Rhodesia in the 80s Mozambique got independence in the 70s and so did Malawi so my grandma's from Mozambique my other grandmother's from Malawi and my parents met in Zimbabwe but I was born in South London so I got a whole lot of vibes coursing through these veins so many different beats (laughs) and rhythms and and cultural influences and I think that's what makes me me and that's what makes my music it just keeps on giving you know (laughs) you know how did your family end up in London well, I'm actually a child of a freedom fighter. So um, during the late 70s and the early 80s, when the war for emancipation and independence was going, which is why I was, I was actually really excited to hear that your name is Biko, because Biko is someone that when I was growing up, as a child, I was always reminded that, you know, he was someone that, you know, my parents wanted me to be aware of because, you know, he fought the good fight against apartheid in South Africa, which is just next door to Zimbabwe, actually. And uh, yeah, so my mom was, you know, in, in, in her teenage years, she was a big part of um, fighting the fight and helping Rhodesia to become Zimbabwe. So she actually got exiled and, and had to kind of move to London for her safety. A lot of people often think that we are, refugees uh we're not refugees however i do really relate to the refugee story and just the just the kind of universal migration story that i think a lot of people of color have and i think you know once you make peace with your foundations it can add so much color to what you do with your life especially if you're an artist so that's how my parents ended up being being in london because you know they were literally um running for dear life having been very brave so i always try to honor that sacrifice they made because otherwise little shin wouldn't be here you know that's yeah. amazing <laughs> like shout out to your family your pops your mother for fighting the fight and then you know putting you uh in a place where it can better service you and your creative talents because musically you're amazing um and then 
you on bass. Like with, <laughs> with all the instruments in the world, um, what led you to actually choosing the bass guitar? I, you know, I actually feel like bass guitar chose me because I actually started playing the guitar, um, first of all. So back to like, um, you know, when we talk about, I, I grew up in South London, right? Which mm. a lot like other um, diverse places in London, it's got this really beautiful melting pot of cultures. So you've got like a very rich Caribbean community there. You know, I was growing up with a lot of Jamaicans, Barbadians, Trinis, um, West Africans from Nigeria, from Ghana, um, you know, Asians, Indians, Pakistanis. And so um, what we're also famous for is sound system culture, which is, you know, kind of like, obviously, as we know, came out of reggae. It came out of, you know, it, it preceded dance hall. And you just hear a lot of that blasting out of the cars, you know, driving past on London. There'd be a lot of sound systems that used to battle each other on street corners, in the local community centres. And it's driven by bass. It's driven by them bass lines, you know. So, yeah, I grew up with, you know, a lot of like amazing record collections in my neighborhood, the Jamaicans, the the fellow cooties from my Nigerian neighbours and, um, you know, a lot of Zimbabwean music and Bantu music, like from Congo, we're very rich on bass lines. We like playful bass lines. And I think that's what you definitely hear a lot in my recent um, music, you know, exploring Southern African Afro house, electronic sounds like Afro piano. We like playful bass lines. So I started playing guitar when I was 16, but there were so many amazing bass led music around me that I just ended up getting attracted to, to, to the bass, you know, mm-hmm. not, I don't want to like, I love the guitar, but it's just a very, very different instrument. Do you know what I mean? Most people who play both will tell you that. And for some reason, I found it easier to sing and play bass at the time coordinatively, which other people say, some people find it easier to sing and play the guitar. I found it easier to sing and play, play bass. And that's unique to hear because I've always heard you need really big hands to play the bass <laughs> guitar. <laughs> like so here you say that the bass actually f- suits you well and yeah that that just shocked me that's I, I, is that true though like do you I mean, obviously it's not true but have you heard of that saying before where you need big hands to play the bass I, I just feel like you know what i don't think it's so much the size of your hands i think it's the capacity for like how big you want to go with that bass sound. I think you've got to have um, a big capacity and and like love and discipline to want to be holding down that rhythm section because most of black music is all about our rhythms, man. That's mm-hmm. what makes people dance and move their hips, whether they like it or not, you know? Yeah, I might, I might have petite hands, but I've got a big heart and a big capacity for big bass lines. So that's hey. what led me here. And there's some amazing um, female bass players at the moment. I actually, I actually know um, um, Esperanza Spaulding. Okay. She's a friend of mine. We actually have, um, we actually met, through our same Reiki master, because we're both into Reiki and energy. And, um, you know, we were just saying how it was hard when we were growing up to to find women that um, that, that played bass, because you were already, you were always told, as you said, you needed to be like really strong. I mean, obviously playing upright bass is, is another dimension. That's another level that I haven't explored yet. But yeah, bass is, bass is the one for me. Bass is, bass is my guy. 
You, you recently celebrated uh, your year anniversary for your debut solo album, Too yeah, Bold. Too Con- Bold. Congrats to that. Congrats. Thank you. Since that year has passed, how much have you learned from dropping your solo uh, debut album? I've learned that, you know, um, perseverance really pays off. Listening to your intuition pays off. Taking the risks that I, that, that we took as Team Shingi to even, to even like, Continue, well, the, the risk for me to even continue the album and for us to put it out in the, in the middle of a pandemic was definitely something that I feel really, really paid off because when I think about it, a lot of people were saying, oh, you can't put out a record. It's, you know, it's a, it's a pandemic, you know, people have got like more important th- things to think about. And I just thought it was the time when I felt like people had thought and felt more than they'd actually felt for a long time. So it almost became like, a, for a lot of people, a soundtrack that they felt was really considerate to the mood of, of, of the times. And they say, you know, art, when it's at its bravest, it actually can reflect the times, even if it reflects your personal story. If you're doing it in a way where you're, where you're brave enough to tell your stories, you know, the, the good, the bad and the ugly, the loves and the losses, then you actually help people connect to their humanity. And, you know, people started listening to records again, like the club was closed. So, so you know, certain kind of fast food music wasn't exactly what people were listening to. So in a way, I mean, it was, it was, it was the only time. And I'm, and I, and I'm really grateful that, that I followed up on that risk because we've had mm-hmm. some amazing support from people like you and we've rebuilt this amazing grassroots kind of like support from the underground um, that has just been so vital. It's been such a vital part. I've seen friends of mine who've been signed to huge ma- major labels and haven't been able to get, you know, the three, four million streams or, or haven't had as much listening sh- listenership as we've had with Too Bold, just because maybe the music that they were making was very prescribed, but it wasn't really reading the room, mm-hmm. if you feel me. Uh, you, we've played two singles off there, Echoes of You and mm-hmm. War Drums. I want to mm-hmm. speak on War Drums because you spoke on your father, you know, being yeah. in the war. So yeah, was yeah. that kind of like based off your father, um, that single? <laughs> I, I just felt this drive, like I really have to kind of, I, I felt like it was really important for me to kind of honour the sacrifices of not just my parents, but like, you know, so many generations like before from from, from that part of the world because of like, you know, um, a lot of the kind of those colonial wars, they really kind of scattered people, right? They scattered us. And so um, I wanted to take something that people expect to be so tragic and make and almost make it into a beautiful song that was kind of rhythmic it's actually fun it's up tempo it's easier on the ear you can nod your head to it but if you're ready to kind of like unpack the lyrics a bit there's also something a bit deeper and I just thought it was important to go a bit deeper because they didn't really have a choice and they were like out there on the battlefield so me like for example to quote Grace Jones, this is my voice, my weapon of choice. So if you're in a position where you get to make a difference with your music and it's actually reflecting a personal experience, that's something that can actually help you make peace mm-hmm. with experiences that in the family may have been quite tragic. And I think that that song actually, it was such a great conversation starter for so mm-hmm. many people, like, you know, not just in the diaspora and community, um, 
you know, across the world. When I say diaspora, I mean the African diaspora. But, you know, I've just heard that that song provokes so many amazing conversations. And, you know, it's the kind of thing where if somebody would play like a party or a dinner party or a house party, people will be like, you know what, this tune bangs, but it's just also got a few more levels and it's got a bit more depth to it. So um, it was reflecting some personal experiences but I felt like they kind of deserved it because considering like what they sacrificed, me taking a few risks and like poeticizing it into a song to ultimately make sure that those things don't happen again. Mm-hmm. I thought that was what I want. That's what I wanted to achieve by, by doing that. You recently released a new single uh, it is. along it with, is. with Verseless. Uh, you want to talk about your new single? I definitely want to talk about it with you, Biko, because I just feel like you're definitely a pioneer. Like, you know, we say, like, um, it takes one to know one in South mm. London. So mm. I feel like I, I get your pioneer energy just from, like, your, your, your eclectic, like, knowledge of music. Speaking of pioneers, you're actually the first person that is going to be premiering and sharing No Fear yeah. with this interview. So um, what a a better, I can't think of a better way to celebrate its landing, you know, in America, you know, via you. You're the one with the, what do you call it? The megaphone. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, throw some air horns on this. (laughs) Yeah, the arrow has left the bow. So, yeah, I mean, it's, um, it's, it's out now. And really, over the last year with, you know, everything that's been going on, you know, we, we, we might march all day and then we have to come back and we, you know, we listen to amazing, you know, um, empowering, you know, hip hop or rap. Do you know what I mean? From the late eighties or early nineties, or we listen to Marvin Gaye. We might listen to what's going on. We might listen to Donny Hathaway. We might listen to Bob Marley. There's so much revolutionary, amazing music that we're still able to be pop music and kind of be on genre, right? Like even a song like Strange Fruit by Billie Holiday, it garnered so much attention that it became a pop pop jazz hit of that that time. So what's missing now? The revolution is here, but who's bringing the soundtrack? Who's coming with the fire? There are very few people that I feel like give give me that you know like in 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 our generation of musicians i felt that there was a lot of fear and um a lot of freedom that people appear to display on social media but when it comes to getting in the booth now when it comes to getting that that tune sanctioned by the label by the pr by your team of 20 people rare 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 blah 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 did they really feel like they actually have the power to, to, to sing and like spit bars that really, really come from that fearless place. And mm-hmm. so the reason why I'm talking about fear a lot is because it actually leads me to actually present um, how happy I am that you are premiering my new single. World it's premiere. Actually, well, it's definitely the American premiere. So that's huge. And like, like I said, you know, pioneers, no pioneers. So it means so much for us, like at Team Shingi and all of, even for our fans to see like who's supporting this record and who is supporting this kind of new evolution in my like musical journey. That is really, it's given me, it's given me the energy to carry on because it's not always easy. And, you know, certain doors that may have been opened to me when I was in a different space may not be the ones that are open to me now. But I feel like bigger 
opportunities are, are, are coming. I'm able to connect with fans a lot more closer and people like you. So no fear is what actually I think subconsciously led me to write that because I just see so much talent. You know, I'm not one of these people that tries to complain about what other artists write. I'm all about artistic license. So yeah, working with Versus was a great experience. And I just felt like then there needed to be a song. And maybe it's, it, it's, it's through writing songs like that that I help face my own fears as well. You and Versus, y'all did that. Uh, I mean, in general, your, your family moving to London had to, you know, show no fear. Uh, your father yeah. going to the war had to, of course, show no fear you picking up that bass guitar <laughs> you had to show no fear and uh it's it's amazing that you know you're allowing us to premiere your brand new record no fear which features verseless um please let everybody know how they can continue to grow with you get in tune with you uh follow you for updates and of course if people want to reach out to you how can they get in contact with you Yes, yeah, so um, you can just email us um, anytime. It's Shingi, which is spelled S-H-I-N-G-A-I at S-H-I-N-G dot A-I. Or you can um, reach out in the DMs at Shingai, uh, which is my Instagram handle. Um, I believe it's Shingi Music. Facebook is probably Shingi Official, but usually when you put in S-H-I-N-G-A-I, it will lead you to us some point. Every bit of support is appreciated. Let everybody know what single we finna get into. Uh, and we gonna jump into it. Yeah, friends and family, listeners of Bacalo, Um, Let me introduce my new single to you. It's called No Fear. Thank you for listening. We are the ones they said wouldn't make it. Love me or leave me. You'll never break me. Victory's closer. See how we rise, see how we rise, no fear tonight, no fear tonight.